Welcome to the Fight with Depression podcast, the podcast for people who want to improve their mental health. My name is Christopher Boussard, and this episode today, I am, I'm going to be real with you guys. Not that I'm not real all the time, but uh, I'm going to kind of get into some some deeper stuff that I generally don't normally talk about, um, and I'm really going to talk about wh- why... Um, why I'm doing everything. I did a couple uh, other podcast episodes. I did one, uh, why the podcast, and I did why the website. Um, I'm going to get a little bit more background into into everything today and why I've been doing everything. And um, like I said, I'm just going to really get real with you. And I really hope that it's going to resonate with you. Um, but I, I started all of this stuff really because I have uh, suffered with depression, anxiety, and obsessive compulsive disorder my entire life. And ever since I was a, a kid, um, you know, I, I've, I've dealt with these issues and I've gone through different, many different things and found out that, uh, you know, it's actually, it's actually depression. I'll get into that here in a little bit. Um, but I started, um, I started with a blog, uh, several years ago, just kind of as my, as my way to, to help other people who struggled because I, I saw that there was other people like me, um, other people with mental illness and they were, they, we were, were struggling and I saw some people going through the same things that I was also going through and, and things that I had gone through before. And I wanted to kind of reach out to people. So I started the this blog, The Fight with Depression. And the reason that I picked the name The Fight with Depression is actually, to me, it meant two different things. It had two different meanings. The fight as in life, life with depression. Um, you know, that life has been referred to as the fight, the good fight. Um, but also, obviously, the fight as in a battle, a struggle with depression. So that's that's why I landed on the name that I did. And, I, you know, I just, like I said, I, I was hoping that it would reach many different people. And honestly, I got I got discouraged because I didn't get the response on on the blog and on the blog post that I, I was hoping for. And honestly, I really didn't do much research. I didn't do too much. I was hoping to, you know, that I, I could do some blog posts and it would kind of take off. And I was of course naive in that, but, um, it didn't, didn't do what I wanted it to do. And, and, and I really just got discouraged and just said, okay, you know, it is what it is. Um, I am going to let you guys know that I'm not one to talk about my feelings and I don't get emotional. If, if you know me at all, I, I'm, I don't go into, you know, Oh, I feel this way. I feel this is how I'm feeling down today. I'm feeling bad. Um, brings up a good story. So I have a, I have a buddy on the, he was on the fire department. Um, we started as volunteers in, uh, well, he started actually as a volunteer before I did. Uh, we went through Fire Academy in 2003 together. Um, then we went through Engineers Academy, which is where you learn to to drive and operate the the fire engines and the trucks. 
And we went through all of this stuff together. And I was used to driving. I was a, a lieutenant for a couple of years as a volunteer, but I was still used to driving. And we drove one certain engine that we had, and we, we switched to a different engine. And my buddy was actually driving that day. And I was in the officer seat, which, you know, is the, the seat next to the, to the engineer and next to the driver up front. And, um, the, the seats were a little different in that engine. Um, it, it rode a little, the, the engineer sat a little bit higher in that engine. And I, we went to one of our stations, we were dropping somebody off or, or, um, so he could run in, talk to the chief or, or something like that. And we were just kind of waiting for him to, to come back out to the engine and I looked over at my buddy and he was way up in the seat. And I, I said, I feel really low right now. And he looked at me and he said, oh, well, man, do you want to talk about it? I said, I said, no, no, my seat, my seat feels really low right now. And he, we, we, we both laughed and he, he chuckled, but he was, he was like, oh, thank goodness. Cause He's like, I thought you were finally opening up to me. You know, we went through, we've been through so much stuff together, but, uh, you know, I thought you were, you were going to spill your guts. And so I'm not known as the person who, who volunteers information to people. I don't open up to people. So for, for me to even talk about this, I, I just want to let you know that that's, this is not, uh, easy for me and it never has been. And I don't know that it ever will be, um, especially one-on-one conversations. And that's, really why I kind of hide behind the the computer. I hide behind my writing. I hide behind this podcast because it's easier for me to, to speak into a, a microphone or write on my computer than it really is to to open up to any individual. And really that includes my wife. And I'm going to get into that here. But I like I said, I hope this resonates with you. And there might be some people that this is really how it is. I struggle on my own, right? We want to own our own um, emotions. We want to own our own feelings. Um, so really, that was that was me. And I, that's always been me. So it's very, very difficult um, just to, to speak about any feelings with anybody. But I'm going to I'm going to back up for a bit here from when I was a kid. Um like I said, I didn't know what was quote unquote wrong with me when I was a kid. And I I write about this and and everything. Um even as long as as long as I remember, I remember going to kindergarten and just thinking something was wrong with me. I wasn't the same as the other kids and and as I got older, I, it was more more obvious to me that I was just I was different. Um, I would just be sad, or you know, not to the point where I'm just moping around or or whatever. But I just couldn't enjoy certain things. But I also noticed that I was starting to do I was I was doing weird things too that I thought was was weird to me. And I didn't understand why I, you know, I was checking light switches, um, had, you know, going into my bedroom before I, I turned out the light for, you know, for bedtime when I was middle school, elementary school, high school. Um, it was, 
it was strange, I thought, that I was doing these things, but I, I couldn't help it. Um, laying out my clothes in a certain way. I had to have my socks laid out just right. Um, and if I didn't do it, I had to, I had to pick them up and, and lay them out again. And my desk, my desk was, was atrocious. It was a, a huge mess. But I knew if somebody came in looking for something, I could tell you exactly where it was because everything was in its place, even though, like I said, even though it was a mess, but things had to be just right. And it wasn't necessarily like, oh, that, that, um, that pencil's not in the right spot. It's, I have to put that pencil there every time and I have to put it down four times. Oh, I have to check the light switch, you know, four times. Or when I set my alarm at night, I had to check it a certain amount of times. And I thought it was super strange and I didn't, I, I thought it was so weird that I didn't even bother mentioning it to anybody ever because who, who knows what they would think of me, right? Um, and a lot of that... The, the thoughts that I was weird were definitely obsessive compulsive um, um, things that I did, but it was also, I didn't, like I said, I didn't feel like I was as happy as the other kids. And I would go out and, and, you know, I was always the kid to, to do whatever people dared me to do. Um, my, my brother and our friends and I would go out and nobody wanted to catch the snakes and oh man, I I'll go, I'll do it. I'll, I was the one to, to, to sneak up and catch the snake because nobody else wanted to, or, you know, stuff like that. Oh, I dare you to jump off the neighbor's deck. Oh, you're too scared to do it. I would be the one to, to do that. And I wrote a, uh, about a, a story in the, in the book that I wrote about snowboarding and how everybody, you know, we had this jump and, and everybody was going off. The, the first guy went off and, and didn't realize how much it dropped on the other end. And so everybody was going super slow. And I didn't hear that the guy from the bottom called out like tip for us to take it slow. So I launched myself off of that thing, ended up fracturing my wrist in, in two places. But, um, you know, I was the one to do the things that nobody else wanted to um, but I, I often wonder, is, was that my way of, you know, trying to fit in or trying to hide or, or whatever, but I still wasn't, I didn't feel like I was the same as them because I saw people that were interacting certain ways and I was just super uncomfortable to interact with, with other people the way that they did. And so I, I blended in. I definitely tried to blend in with my brother and I took on, you know, I, I was lucky to have an older brother and, um, you know, we, we fought a lot as a kid, as kids, but, um, I kind of, I kind of hid behind him and I'm going to get into a little bit more about that, um, you know, hiding and using other people for excuses here in a little bit, but I think I did that. And, you know, like I said, it was just this, I, I don't, I don't fit in. I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't want to speak to anybody else because I don't want them to judge me. Well, it turned out when I was going through a psychology class in high school, we were uh, discussing, you know, we went through over uh, neurotic behaviors and psychotic behaviors and stuff, you know, and I, I was aware of 
multiple personalities and schizophrenia, stuff like that. But our, our teacher started talking to us um, about the different neurotic behaviors. Um, it was uh, depression, anxiety, and I'm sitting there going, yeah, you know, that's, that's a lot of what I feel. And, you know, for me, depressed meant you were just, you were sad, right? The, I'm, I'm depressed because I got a bad grade. Um, but started talking about depression as a long-term thing. Um, anxiety, not just I'm nervous going into this certain, um, I've, I've taken a test, so I, I, I'm anxious about that, but just a generalized anxiety. And I started thinking, yeah, that's, that's me. I do that, or that's how I am. But what really hit me was when the teacher started talking about obsessive compulsive disorder. And like I said, you know, that those were the things that I'm sitting there like, I, I'm just weird. Uh, I do weird things and I can't explain it. And he started talking about different things that people can do with obsessive, compul- obsessive compulsive disorder. And it was very much, you know, checking light switches a certain amount of times, checking uh, locked door hand or d- locked door handles, um, laying out your clothes a certain way. And I was, I started realizing like, that's, that's me. That's what I do. I'm not the only person. And there was a comfort in that. There, it's weird that, you know, I I'm think that there's something quote unquote wrong with me, but there's a comfort knowing that I'm not the only one who's, who's like that. And part of the reason that I'm doing this, the, the podcast, the, the website, the blogs is because I think there are a lot of people who, you know, now it's, it's talked about a lot more than it used to be granted, but I think there's a lot of people who hear about depression, anxiety, um, bipolar disorder, uh, you know, these, these different things. And they're, they're like, yeah, I suffer with that, but I suffer alone because nobody else knows what I'm going through. And that is 100% correct. There's nobody who knows what you are going through. You are, you go through all of this on your own and you, there's nothing to do to say, to explain to somebody else, to make them feel the way you do or understand how you feel the way that you do. You own those things, the, the, your feelings, everything that you feel or think that those are unique to you. Um, just like everything that I feel and think and everything is unique to me. However, you're not going through it alone. You're not on your own in this. And that's really what I'm trying to do is let people know you are not on your own. You are not the only one who has these these issues. Your issues, yes, you are unique to you, but you're not alone. And I really want people to understand that you as the listeners. And if you read my blog posts, if you, every, you know, everything that I'm doing, I just, I want you to know you are not alone. And that's one reason I wanted to go through some of this more in depth and just let people know that you're not the only one. And there is comfort in knowing that 
there are other people who, who, are, who are like you, so to speak. But even after I had a name for what I had, you know, the, the depression, the generalized anxiety, obsessive compulsive disorder, there was a name for that. And I knew that I wasn't the only one, but I still kept it hidden. I wasn't going to sh- show anybody or tell anybody what I was dealing with. I just, I kept everything hidden because that's, it's, this is mine. I own it, right? My problems are my problems. And I was still felt like people are going to be uh, judging me if they really knew. So I was, I was a show I was afraid to show my quote unquote weakness. Um, I wanted to be the, the tough guy, right? Yeah. I wanted to, I was the guy who caught the snakes. I was the kid who jumped off of, you know, whatever it was. I was the one who went, took my bike on a, on a certain jump that people were afraid to do. Or, you know, I, I was the one who was, you know, lifting, lifting weights and, playing football or, you know, whatever it is, I wanted to be the tough guy. And especially, you know, later in high school, I really was like my buddy and I would, would compete to see who could, who could lift the more, would lift more weight. And, you know, we were were both neck and neck. He would do uh, some more weight in some things and I would do more weight in, in the others. But, you know, I, definitely to, to people like that, your friends that you're, you're close with, that you're, um, you know, those friendly competitions with, I didn't want to show my weakness, so to speak. I wanted to be that tough guy. And so it was very difficult for me in high school and after high school and all, you know, up until now, I, I don't want to show weakness. And I think that's, natural for everybody. So after high school, I took some time off before college. I I went to to college for a semester while I was there and um, didn't really know know what I wanted to do with my life. And if you've you've read my book, I go into detail a little bit about that. Um, But I came back and joined the fire department and I, I did first uh, 10 years I was there, I was a volunteer. And that's when I really started the, the blog. And um, I, like I said, I really started that as a way to, to kind of help people realize that they're not on their own. Um, but I, I really did get discouraged. And I ended up getting hired on with the fire department full time. And I think after that, I really started to notice that there are a lot of people who are struggling with um, mental illness, people who are struggling with depression. And I thought that the blog wasn't enough. Um, I started writing, I started writing the book, and just like the blog, I I got discouraged. I started feeling that nobody would care what I have to say. And I, I would put it down. I would stop. Uh, I think part of that too was I, did I really want to open up my life? Did I really want to reveal all of this stuff to people? Do I really want people to know what, I, what I'm going through? Or do I want to just keep that hidden? So much easier to keep it hidden from people than it is to, to open up and, and let people know some of your, your darkest secrets that 
you've been hiding for, for however many years. So I kept putting the book down and I finally, I just said, you know what? I'm, I'm going to finish this. It's not about me. Um, I don't go through my struggles on my own. It's not about me. I, I'm going to finish this book because somebody is going to, going to benefit from it. I have to trust. Um, I have to have faith that somebody's going to benefit from reading that book. Um, and I, I don't want to, I'm definitely not one to toot my own horn, uh, but I do know for a fact that there are people who ha- have very much benefited from reading that book, knowing that they're not the only one out there who struggles with these um, these things and, and struggles with mental illness. So I, I put the book out and it was very, very difficult. Um, I actually gave away some books to, to friends and everything that it was, that was hard. Um, because it says right on the cover, the fight, my battle with depression, that's, I'm opening up, you know, cards are on the table and that is a difficult thing to do to, to open up to people. And I've had friends tell me, I didn't realize that you struggled with depression and it's not, it's not an easy thing. Like I said, just imagine going up to a friend and just telling them, Hey, here are some of my biggest struggles in life. And like I said, I'm not that person. I'm not the one who's going to share my feelings. Um, and I'll get that. I'll get into that in a little bit here, but I'm not the one who's going to just open up to people. So writing that book and, and, and handing it out, publishing it, um, handing it out to people or, you know, having people read it that I know is, was extremely difficult and it still is. Um, having people come up to me and, and say, Hey, you know, why, what made you write your book? Or, you know, thanks for writing that. And they start talking to me about it. It's super difficult. And I really do. I hide behind Molly, uh, my wife. And, um, I just kind of, I, I allow her to speak for me sometimes, which is not necessarily good, right? These people are asking me, um, about my struggles. Um, but it's, it's still, still super hard for me to interact with people and, and, and share my quote unquote weaknesses. Right. So I, I wrote that book and I still noticed that there are more people struggling out there with, with mental health, mental illness, and it's getting more prevalent. Uh, I started a, a peer support, um, peer support team on the fire department and uh, working with other peer support teams and everything. And, and it's, it's geared toward helping our fellow firefighters. And there, I really noticed just not just our department, but it's all, all around, all around the, the U.S., all around the world, that people are really struggling with, with mental health. And especially, you know, COVID hit and there was, it was just got more prevalent, more people being confined to their houses and not doing doing very much. And 
so I started thinking about it. I'm like, what, what can I do to help people who are, who are struggling people like me? What are some of the things that I do to help myself? And it's getting out there. It's, it's being physically active, um, getting outside and doing certain things, getting my brain working. And I kind of started to think about it. Well, if I can get uh, fellow first responders, maybe, um, to start with and, and come with me and, you know, we can, I can take them fishing. If, if they don't know how to go fishing or if they, they've never been fishing, they don't know how to tie a, tie a knot to save their life. Um, you know, Hey, there, here's some things that I have learned. This is how you, you tie a fishing knot. This is how you do this. I thought maybe that would be beneficial, but I didn't know where to start. I didn't know how to, how to get that launched. And, I was going through, I was like, I'm going to start a, a website. I'm going to change my blog to a website and, and use that to help people. Um, I, I do woodworking too. So what I can help people with woodworking, right? Um, I, I enjoy photography. Oh, I can teach people how to, you know, different, different camera settings and what they do and everything. So, but I was like, I don't know how to launch this. I don't know what to do. And, and, um, we were going through, uh, uh, peer support is actually a peer specialist uh, class that's a step above. It just kind of gives you more information on helping your your fellow uh, first responders deal with um, their mental health and just it's more continuing education. And I was talking with one of the guys there, and I said, "Hey, you know, I, I it was actually he was a, a volunteer with me for a while." And, uh, he got hired on with another department. I was talking to him. I said, Hey, you know, I've got this idea. I wrote, wrote this book and was talking to him. And I said, I've got this idea for what I want to do. I just don't know how to launch it. And I was explaining it to him. And he, he said, Oh, kind of like uh, revital does. And I said, what's that? And he told me about it. And I've talked about this before and I wrote about it. So Revital Colorado, um, Jordan Long does this and he, he is, he, he is blowing up. He's doing great things for first responders, for, um, fire and police. And that's what he's doing is he's getting these first responders out there and they're helping people. They are, um, getting, getting people who, you know, are, are dealing with things internally and they're going out and they're doing physical, physical activity, but they're, they're doing physical activity with other people and they're having conversations that just happen organically. They don't, they're, they're not forcing these conversations to happen, but people are opening up and he's do, Jordan's doing amazing things with, with Revital Colorado and with the first responder community. And I, you know, I've talked to him and, and, and I don't want to take away from what he's doing. Definitely. But I, one of my things was I want to do beyond first responders, right? Not just for, for police and fire. So what can I do to help those people also? And so I, getting into that, I really just thought I can put up this website and, I can show people how to do these things. Um, and, you know, I'm hoping that people will come and, and, you know, if you, if you saw the, the post that I did on Habitat for Humanity, a group of us actually went out and helped build 
a Habitat for Humanity house. Uh, we just went out one day and and we were hanging drywall and everybody just had a good time. But it's we're giving back to our community, but also helping our our mental health. I think everybody was just a good time spent together, but it was also, it felt good helping other people. And so those are the things I want to do. And of course, now I can get discouraged because I ended up injuring my back at work and I have really just been confined to the house. I'm still, I'm still struggling, right? I've been, I've, I've been through two rounds of injections in my back and I'm still, I'm still in pain. I I can't move around very well. I'm doing physical therapy. I'm doing all this stuff. So I could really get discouraged right now and say, you know, I really wanted to, to do these things. I wanted to bring people out and do these photography outings or uh, woodworking. And now I've got a busted back and I don't know if that's going to happen, but I'm not going to let that discourage me. So I've decided instead of just sitting around um, complaining about it, I'm, I've really taken that time to, to change the website and, and it's really not you know what I want it to be, of course. Um, but even just out my back door, just taking some, t- some photos of the snow, a tree in the snow, I can't get out and do everything the way I want and it's painful to you know sit down at all and and take the the photos or whatever but but I'm doing it it's something that I can do to to tell people like look you know there are things that you can do if you're struggling don't give up hope right there are things that when life is getting you down when li- when you're struggling you can you can do something you can look on the positive, right? And I'm definitely, you ask people, I'm not one to, to say, look on the bright side of life, right? Um, Molly always talks and she says, you know, I'm, she, you know, she'll tell me that she's the, the optimistic one and I'm pessimistic. I say, I'm not pessimistic, I'm realistic. And so I'm not the one to say, oh, look on the bright side, but I really, I, I don't want to let this get me down. So I'm, keep pushing forward. I'm writing this other, uh, a, a fiction book right now. And I am definitely getting discouraged with that too. And I can let that get me down. I can push that to the side and say, I'm done with that. I'm not going to do it right now, but I have to keep pushing forward. Um, as long as I have breath in my lungs, there is a purpose for my life and I have to fulfill that purpose. And for me, what is that, what is that purpose? And that's helping other people. I can't, I can't be at the fire station right now responding to calls and helping people, but I can, I can record this podcast. I can put up, uh, blog posts and, and stuff like that to, to show people you, your, your struggles are not on your own. They're not your struggles that you have to just deal with and, and, you know, suck it up buttercup kind of thing. So you're, you're not on your own, but I'm, I'm going to get kind of down to, to my point here. I guess I've been kind of talking about this for a while, but, um, 
for me, reaching out to other people has also been beneficial for me. Um, starting the the website, starting the blog posts, start, starting the the podcast, I have actually been able to to open up a little bit more. And I'm still not like I said. I'm I'm not going to be the the person to to talk about my feelings, um, but I have noticed that I'm able to open up to to other people and and my wife. Right, Molly will be asking me, um, you know, hey, I've you you seem really frustrated right now, and I I get super anxious just for no reason. I'll be sitting there. And I'll have an anxiety attack. In the past, what I would do is I would just sit there. And if she said, "Hey, you know, I, you seem pretty, pretty bummed right now. What's going on?" I would just sit in it, right? And I would let it fester, and I would let it build up. And and the more she asked me what was wrong, the the more anxious I would get. The more the anxiety feeling would just keep building and building and building. And I didn't want to talk about it because I didn't want to, I didn't want to open up. I didn't want to be the person to to share my feelings. I didn't want to, to put that on somebody else. So I would sit there and it would fester and she would say, well, what's going on? And her, her thought was, well, if I'm not telling her what's wrong, then there must be something that I'm frustrated with her about. Well, it was nothing with her. It's my anxiety. So now that I'm able to kind of speak about that, help other people and open up to other people and say, look, this is, these are the struggles I'm going, going through. Um, I'm able to, to do that with my wife. So Molly will ask me and you know, she yesterday morning or the, the other day, she, she said, you, you seem a little, um, frustrated or irritated, something like that. She said, what's going on? And I just said, my anxiety right now is through the roof. And I, there. I don't know why. It's just, I am super anxious. And she just said, okay. She said, thank you for, thank you for telling me that. I appreciate that you let me know. And instead of my anxiety, just building and building and building, it was, it wasn't gone, but it diminished and it kept getting less and less and less. And it was eventually gone. And I kind of, I spent the, the day just kind of bummed because that's, you know, for me personally, um, my anxiety gets super high. And then once that's gone, I just, I kind of nosedive. And I don't know if, you know, I did a, a, another episode, one size does not fit all. So what I'm saying is maybe unique to me. And you're sitting there saying, well, I don't do that. You don't know what I'm going through. This is just what I deal with. So the things that I'm going through and like nobody, like I said, nobody's the same. What I go through is not the same thing that you go through. However, I do think just getting out there, helping other people, talking to people, it allows you to, um, it, 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 it lessens that weight. It gets that weight off of your shoulders. And I'm, dealing with what I'm dealing with on, on my own. And it's not putting that on somebody else, but if I can just say, Hey, the reason that I'm acting like this is because my anxiety is sky high right now. Just that's so much relief off of 
both of us. It's a relief off of her. And it's a relief off of my kids too. When I'm, when I've got anxiety and, and they're frustrated because, you know, maybe I'm acting different or whatever, just being able to say, you know, my anxiety is really high. And luckily, luckily, you know, I'm now at the point where my kids are, are old enough and they, they're understanding, they, they're knowing what, what I'm dealing with. And my kids are aware of what I struggle with. My, you know, my kids, the two oldest have read my book and they, they have struggles, right? Our kids see what we do, what we go through. Um, and we're putting that on them. If we just sit there and dwell in on it and, and we let it stew and fester that comes out on our children too. And for me, just being able to say, Hey, you know, my, my anxiety is really high or, you know, I'm just, I'm feeling off today and I don't know what the problem is. And it just alleviates that, the, the stress among everybody. And I used to, in the past, we would, you know, we would go somewhere and, or, you know, I didn't, I didn't want to go somewhere because of my anxiety was sky high that day. And I would, I would find excuses and I would, I would use Molly and she would kind of back up, you know, Hey, you know, he's, he's just not feeling right today or something. You know, we, we would have an excuse or if we were somewhere that my anxiety would, would be super high. Um, I would say, Oh, I'm getting hot. I need to go outside. And Molly would understand what that meant. Um, but she would kind of start, you know, allowing me to hide, um, behind her, so to speak, and behind the kids or whatever. Oh, I got to take the the kid outside or, you know, whatever it is. But being able to just kind of talk about that, if I'm sitting there, you know, we're, we're hanging out with friends and I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm not feeling right. My friends understand, like, I got it, man. I understand what you're talking about. But it also has allowed my, my friends to be able to to talk about their issues too. And it's things that you don't even realize that I didn't even realize. Oh yeah, man, I'm going through this, the same thing. I know what you're feeling and people open up to you and it's not a, it's not an excuse, right? It's not an excuse to not do something. And that's not what I'm saying at all. Like, Oh, I can't do my work because I'm, my anxiety is high. Um, oh, I can't do this because I'm super depressed today. Like I did, I don't use my, um, my mental illness as an excuse to not do what I need to do. Um, but it was an excuse to just not deal with something that I didn't want to deal with. And in my opinion, that's, that's not okay. And I recognize that, that that's not an okay thing to do, but I would still do it. Um, but just being open, being able to to talk about things to people is very, uh, it's very freeing, I'm going to say. And I'm not one to, like I said, I'm not one to say that. I'm not one to say, you know, that I'm going to talk about my, you know, my feelings. Oh, I, I feel, I feel down today, or I feel this, or I feel that. Um, but I, I will, I, I've changed and I, I am able to just say, you know, my anxiety is super high. Or I'm just, I'm just not right today. Um, something like that. And it's enough that people, 
know, who know what I go through, they empathize with me and they say, yeah, okay, We're, you're, you're good. We, you know, I'm not going to keep pushing this issue or whatever it is, but so I just want to say like, just helping other people as also helping you and don't just do help other people for your own benefit. It's, it's a side effect, right? But just go out there and, and, and just be honest with people and just be open. Um, learn from my mistakes of letting it dwell and fester because I wish that, you know, I had, I wish I had started this podcast, you know, 10, 20 years ago. I wish I had started a, a website 10, 20 years ago. Um, because there was a lot of things that I went through and I put my family through my wife and my kids because I didn't want to be seen as weak. I, I was proud. I had pride in myself. And I, if I opened up and if I told somebody something, then what are they going to think about me? How is that going to affect my pride? How am I going to be able to show my face to this person anymore? But people don't look down on you. Um, if you open up to them, you're not seen as weak. And I don't think anybody who uh, knows me would say that I'm, I'm weak, um, physically or mentally. Um, and it's, it's not something that's wrong with you. If you're struggling, don't let it fester and, and dwell in, in it and allow that to take over your life. Just address it, put, face it head on and, and just get it out there because helping yourself is a benefit to everybody around you. So, um, I just wanted to, I just wanted to show you some of the things that I have struggled with and that I wish I had done differently, um, so that you can learn from my mistakes and not, not do the same thing on your own. Um, so if you have any sort of mental illness or mental, uh, mental health concerns, please, uh, seek professional, uh, care, go to, you know, talk to your doctor, a mental health professional, uh, somebody, because they're ultimately going to be the one who's going to be able to help you. But that's, that's on you. That's on you to make those first steps to recognize that there is something that can be done. And I don't have to live in this for my whole life. So please do something, um, help other people, help yourself, help your families. So until next time, God bless.